0: What's going on, everybody? Another episode of First in Foxborough down at Gillette Stadium. And I am joined today by the Boston Globes. Jim McBride, what's going on today,
1: Jim? Well, we're uh, we're getting ready for a playoff push here. So uh, that's uh, that's what our focus is. And, uh, you know, we'll see what happens. Big Big week. Big Big holiday week.
0: That is like an excellently Belichickian answer. It's yeah. like, well, playoff push. You know, we, yeah, yeah, it's exactly, exactly, yeah. exactly. Uh, I mean, if, if you don't mind my asking, how how long have you been doing this?
1: Uh, this is my eighth season on this beat. Yeah. So it's been, uh, it's been a pretty fun ride for the most part.
0: Yeah, It's like, you got me double, well, you got me quadrupled on that one. Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, But look, let, let's get into it a little bit because this is a very crucial week, as you mentioned. And first, let's put a bow on, on last Sunday. You were down there. What was going through your mind when you saw that, and just what was the atmosphere like in the locker room? Just seeing how that game ended.
1: Yeah, I thought I had seen it all with the end in Miami a few years back, when uh, you know when they returned for a touchdown on the last play of the game. But uh, this definitely topped that. It was the most bizarre, crazy ending uh, I ever saw. I I think, I think I actually felt my jaw hit the floor when (laughs) when Jacoby launched that pass, and you could see that. The only person in the world that could have caught it was Chandler Jones, and he did. And you know, then he he kind of mac trucked uh, Mac, and uh, the rest was history. Bo, so you know, I, I think the Raiders fans were very quiet for the second half of that game. You know, they had a lot to cheer about in the first half. They went up to the the seventeen to three lead, but when Kyle Duggar uh, did the pick six, which was an, uh, an absolutely tremendous instinctive play yes. by him, uh, we were in the press box, and I could see him leaking towards the line he knew mm-hmm. something he, he he and he you know he told us after the game that yeah it was a formation he saw on film when he had that when he made that pick six to, to cut it to seven you really heard the Patriots fans and there were a lot of Patriots fans there I mean maybe 60 yeah. percent Raiders 40 percent Pats they traveled really well and it's Vegas so you know you know they're, they're gonna they travel well anyway but it's Vegas so um lots of fans you kind of got the sense that that things were tilting in the patriots favor and and really until those last 32 not I shouldn't say 32 seconds last 30, 33 Yeah. um that they had done nothing in the second half the patriots defense had done really you know they had stymied uh, Carr, and you know the, the secondary did a great job against the uh, donte uh adams who you know is really hard to stop but uh, yeah. you know marcus jones jonathan jones it was kind of a mixed coverage it wasn't until that that, that drive, the, the first of all, the fourth and 10 that they they completed on the sideline. That's when you felt like, OK, this is yeah. this is, you know, I, I'm going to tear up my story here because it's going to be another rewrite. Wow. Um, and then they tied it up, of course, controversial. Um, but, yeah, that last play, um, I mean, we we're all set for overtime at that point. Yeah. Like the, everybody in the press box is right. like, OK, we're just going to Max going to take a knee here uh, and we're going to play for <laughs> overtime and uh little did we know little did we know and and the the locker room you know it it was really about as quiet as I ever remember um you know that that when that happened in Miami in 2018 those guys knew they were going to the playoffs anyway or pretty much um so there was still there was disappointment but it wasn't like this catastrophic disappointment that you kind of felt in in the locker room that day and you know um shout out to jacoby myers what a stand-up kid to you know kind of gather himself and you know um you know i've dealt with with players in the past who have kind of just declined to talk in that moment and you know uh he stood up so really like the way he did um showed his leadership showed his character and you know you as you know from dealing with jacoby the last few years he's He's a really good guy, you yeah. know, and he's he knows we have a job to do and he doesn't he never I don't think he ever takes anything personally. He's just he's just a good guy. Uh, so, you know, tough to see that happen to him because, yeah. you know, we're all human. We deal with Jacoby a lot. We see these guys a lot. And when they go through a rough patch, you know, it, I, I got to give him a lot of credit, a lot of credit for, um, for, for stepping up like that.
0: Yeah, and I mean, and, and not not to draw apples to apples comparisons because every situation's a little bit different, right? But then you had the situation out in Tampa where you had, uh, you know, Gio Bernard, who was kind of just like in in that moment he didn't want to answer that question because it's the first game back, and he's just like, "Yep, yeah, now you want to talk to me?" And it just because it coincided, I think, with just yeah, he was involved in one of the you know pivotal points of the game, and he's, you know. He knows that it was on him. And then you got guys squirming in, 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 in that moment. You're just like, yep, great. Now, now you want to talk to me. And then that whole thing blows up over there. And, you know, for Jacoby to, to stand up and I mean, Ramondre Stevenson too, to stand up and and say, look, man, like, you know, yeah, I, I made mistakes. I was trying to be a hero. I was trying to do too much. And to kind of, you know, pick up off of that, right. Those individual choices Those mistakes were on those players. They did what they did in that moment. But you're talking about the second half of this game. And the Raiders have done this all season where they have given teams games.
1: Another double-digit blown
0: lead. Yes. And this was a situation where you thought it was going to happen again. The Patriots all year. If you have offered a game, if you've extended it to them, they've taken it every Mm -hmm. single time. And this time, they give it away. How much of that is, I mean, obviously the players, you know, a lot of fault lies there, but how much of that is on the decisions that are made by the coaching staff in your mind?
1: Uh, Well, certainly everybody bears some of the responsibility. Um, You know, as you mentioned, it was a very uncharacteristic Patriot mistake, uh, regardless of which roster is this year, last year, the last 20 years. Uh, A team that doesn't make fundamental mistakes like that, very clock aware, very situationally aware. Um, you know, and you are talking about two two young players. I mean, yeah. Ramondre's only in his second year. I think maybe he felt a little of the pressure yeah. of being in Vegas. That's where he's from. Probably wanted to make a big play. Um, certainly never expected it to turn out like that. Yeah. And Jacoby, too, like you you, you get in player, that yeah. moan and you 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 feel that a guy's laterally to you. I think you feel like man i have to lateral it too like i have to keep this play going um and 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 both of those guys know they are both smart guys they both knew and they both acknowledged afterwards i should have went down i should have taken a knee i should have ended the game ended the uh regulation right there but you get caught up in the in the in the moment we've all done stuff where we knew you know we knew what the right thing was to do but you get caught up in the motion in the emotions and you know it's it's chaos out there especially once the first lateral gets thrown it's chaos like it's you know it's like a kickoff return you just his body's flying in every direction so yeah yeah so certainly the coaches bear some of the responsibility maybe maybe it's you know right before the in the in the huddle in the max head hey tell whoever has the ball if the journey's over go down End the journey you know don't don't extend it so yeah so it's in retrospect you could probably slice up a lot of blame pie for that one yeah know.
0: and i mean even you talking about you all thought that you know you just take a knee and get this over with and then they decided they wanted to run a play and um just kind of see what happens and and, and,
1: and i'm sure that the, the adrenaline gets going because ramondre ran for about 35 yards yeah. on that play and he, he must and he, have seen like wow i'm getting close right he broke a couple of holes he broke a couple of tackles um you know i'm sure at that point he's thinking maybe the journey isn't over so you know yeah, it's, it's like tough. I can't end it now. Like I, like
0: I'm, I'm right there. I see the end zone. I'm gonna There's score. It's. I've already done, you know? Yeah, it's it, it it's tough to get You're
1: there. Overshadowed in that in that loss because of that play. Like Ramon ve ran for almost 180 yards. Yeah. He was a, he was an absolute monster. Oh, he was amazing. So, um, you know,
0: yeah, and I mean, it's it's totally
1: silver lining there, but it's it is what it is.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's it's a tough play for him, obviously, to end on, but he was one of the best players on the field. Yeah, you know, for for that game, absolutely. And and I mean, he looked. You know, like the, the burst was back and he was running angry. I mean, like you could tell, like he was getting fired up. I mean, he it it, it doesn't take away from the fact that he, he's still one of the best players on this team and you really need him going down the stretch. And, you know, another thing overshadowed in this game, right? There are so many plays and so many things that could have gone better and obviously things that did go well in the second half. But, you know, Mac Jones got a lot of discussion for the, you know, Throwing, you know, throwing his hands in the air and and and, and you know, being upset for certain things or not tackling Chandler Jones, or whatever he didn't play very well.
1: He did not, um, you know. And building off the Arizona game, which was you know the week before they won, uh, Max showed a lot of emotion in that game as well. You know, not think the play was getting in click quick enough to the to his helmet, and you could see he was upset. And I I asked Joe Judge about that and Matt Patricia about that um, the day after that game. Um, and Ross Douglas as well. And they were all to a man. They were like, look, we'd rather have, have a guy like this than a guy you have to kick in the ass every, you know, 10 minutes or so, um, to get his emotions up. So I don't think the coaching staff has that big of a problem with it. Now, if it, it gets to be like every single series, max, yeah. max, you know, mini mini implosion, then, then I think, then I think it's a problem. But when, um, when it calls for an emotional person, uh, Uh, I think it's okay to have that kind of outburst. I mean, look, some of the the great quarterbacks, I remember growing up watching Dan Marino and he was constantly yelling at everyone. (laughs) And there's one of the the, the best quarterbacks of all time. I mean, it's funny, like, and and Tom Brady obviously has the resume where he can get away with, with a lot. But when he screams at his players or the coaches on the sideline, it's like, Look at how great of a leader he is. Look, uh-huh. at, look at him; he's he's getting everyone in line. And then a player, a second year player like Mac does, who doesn't really have that resume, has never won a playoff game. It's like, what's this spoiled brat doing, talk, talking to the veterans like that? Right. So it's kind of you know, when when he starts winning more, that won't be an issue. Nobody will be like Max a hothead, Mac. They'll be like Max a leader.
0: Yeah, yeah. So- <laughs> it's interesting though because like I even think about that final play. And the fact that and I heard you know a caller mention this when I was on the air during the post-game show after this. And the fact that Jacoby thought to throw the ball to Mac, who who cannot do anything yeah. useful on that play, he can't throw the ball again. And even if he catches it, what is he gonna do? Is he gonna go, you know, outrace people? No, it's not gonna happen, but it was almost this moment where it's like, You're the quarterback, like you know, you're the leader, like, like, do something, like, I'm gonna get you the ball. And I feel like even though he is a second year player only, it does seem like they, they do look to him for leadership. I mean, he's yeah. also a captain on this team. And so clearly, you know, him being a fiery competitor, I mean, that's part of why he's in the league. Right. I mean, and, and that's part of what has gotten him to this point And, you know, it's helped him be successful and clearly his teammates love going to battle with him. They want to play for him. He fights his butt off yeah. when he's out there, good or bad. When you look at, his performance against the Raiders, though, do you think there's an element where maybe Mac needs to chill out for his own good too? Probably,
1: because you know, uh, you c- you can obviously build momentum off your 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 emotion and your fireiness, but you can also it can also lead to another mistake if yeah. you're if all of a sudden you think being this fiery, you get into this mindset like I got to do more, I got to do more, and he doesn't need to do more. He needs to do what he's supposed to do. Um, so I think that he probably needs to rein that it a little bit more. Uh, I go back to like what Nick Saban nicknamed him in, in Alabama, uh, John McEnroe, <laughs> his outburst, which I, you know, yeah. brilliant nickname by, by Nick. Um, so yeah, he needs to, and you know, I, I, this is way off topic, but if you watch the McEnroe documentary on Showtime that was released, like it wasn't until later in his career where he learned to harness some of that emotional outburst. I mean, he, he would, he had said he knew he couldn't, do that against Borg, be on Borg because he needed every bit of energy he had to beat him. But other guys, he could get away with it, and he yeah. did. Uh, but against Borg, like you never saw those outbursts at Wimbledon or the U.S. Open because he needed he needed to to channel that in a different way. So. Mac's second year. Maybe he he learns to do that. Maybe he becomes John McEnroe. Maybe it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. Yeah,
0: yeah, maybe it is. And also, you know, the the whole tennis background with Mac Jones is like especially apt. But, you know, especially because I'm looking at Mac Jones and I'm looking at the guy who's going to be on the opposite sideline. And I mean, We've heard Joe Cool. Yes, Joe Cool, exactly. <laughs> yeah. and, and and this idea that he, he drips with swagger and just this idea that he knows he's better than you. He knows he's better than the defense he's gonna be playing. He believes that he will win. And his teammates believe that too. They were four and four. They were not looking like they were gonna make the playoffs again, like like if there was gonna be a lock or anything like that. And they've now won six straight games. And a lot of that is because they got that guy and yeah. he, and and he again he believes completely that you know he's going to figure it out he's going to do that when you look at both Joe Burrow and also this Cincinnati Bengals team in general what do you think Mac Jones and the Patriots can take away from how they do business
1: yeah i mean certainly the, the skill positions are you know are in are in the Bengals favor so that helps but i i think you know going back to like joe versus mac and the personalities like mac had a little bit of a fiery personality last last year and they ran off seven straight wins i mean before they're, they're, uh-huh. they're yeah. so so it can work yeah like it, it definitely can work so um i i think joe has been and i don't want this to sound like a slight cuz it might but joe's been blessed with a lot of good talent around him and and mac was in college too um but but here, like I, I look at the the Bengals receivers alone, yeah. Boyd is the third leading receiver on that team with 600 and something yards. He'd be the leading receiver on the Patriots, and he's their third guy. <laughs> so I Burrow threw four touchdown passes against the Buccaneers to four different guys. Like the Patriots as they're set up right now, you'd be very surprised to see Bourne, Agalor, Jacoby, and Ramondre all. Sp- Catch touchdown passes in, in one game, right? Yeah, because they just they just they rely so much on on Ramondre and Jacoby and and those other guys haven't really found their uh, their groove yet this year. So Joe has it. He, he has the skill set advantage over him for sure. But I'm not saying that that means right. that they can win, or or that his you know that his style is better. But I think when you when you have that much skill positions in in, in your arsenal you can be a little more cool you can be a little right drippy. you can be a little drippy you can show up in some of the outfits that he shows yeah up um and and people love it because he wins and he's won six in a row like you say i think people are surprised that like i i knew they were they were a lot better than they had been but i i didn't realize till this week when i started digging into them that they had won six in a row that's that's pretty good yeah and as and- late in the season Yeah, playing your best they did last year right to get yeah yeah
0: playing your best football at the right time and again we heard that before hey yeah exactly
1: in november and december
0: yeah and i mean you know last year you know around this time that was what we were talking about though though this was around the time it started to kind of Go downhill a little bit, but but yeah. this was, that was the conversation we're having ripped off, you know, seven straight wins. And everybody's talking about look at that Patriots going back yeah. to the playoffs, maybe going back to the Super Bowl. They got the best defense in the league and all of that. Yeah. It, it's interesting when you talk about these quarterbacks so these young quarterbacks, because Joe Burrow was solid in his first year. And obviously season ending knee injury yeah. ends that. But then you go out and instead of getting the left tackle, everybody says you should go get in the draft. Instead of drafting Penny Sewell, you go with Jamar Chase and boom, that blows up. And then you get Tua Tyreek Hill in his third year and you get Josh Allen, Stefan, And there's like all of this recent history that suggests get weapons yep. and and it's going to work out. Even Trevor Lawrence. I mean, you wouldn't necessarily call the Jacksonville Jaguars weapons elite but they're better than what he had last year. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. And
0: and and you know, Justin Fields is throwing to you know footlocker employees in Chicago. Yeah. And it's so all the people like, yeah, there's a thirty second ring pass offense. It's like, yeah, but uh St. Brown was your number one receiver for right. some bits. And he's gonna
1: end up breaking Lamar Jackson's single season record, right? For rushing by quarterback right. fields, probably. Yeah, because it's guess, like you know, unless
0: Yeah, unless he gets hurt, right? It's beaten up. Yeah. And it's like, pretty beaten up. But it's like, but that's the only thing that offense can do because they can't protect anybody and they have nobody to throw to. With Mac Jones, I feel like the offensive line hasn't been great. But particularly when you look at this Raiders game, they did well enough.
1: Yeah. And And there have been so many moving parts on that offensive line. I mean, you know, Trent Brown's been sick. Yeah. you know Isaiah Wynn got hurt then Marcus Cannon came in and played well he got hurt David Andrews missed a few games with the, with the thigh injury um you know really the only two guys that have started every game have been Cole Strange the rookie and, and Mike Onwenu, who's probably
0: that's one of your best players he's on the team really
1: one of your one of the best guards in the league this year I mean he hasn't allowed a sack this year I bet a lot of people don't know that but Mike Onwenu has not allowed a sack one-on-one this year that's that's pretty good for a guy who's finally playing the t- the position that I think the Patriots drafted him for. But yeah. because of, there were so many, you know, shifts his first two years, he, he played everywhere. Yeah. I mean, he played jumbo tackle. He played left tackle. He played right guard. He played left guard uh, his rookie year. I mean, and, and really pretty well, all those positions. But I think they drafted him as a guard, as a right guard specifically, to be the heir apparent to Shaq Mason. And he's proven this year that, you know, no drop off at that position. So Exactly, um, yeah. And Trent Brown, you know, when he's fully healthy, yes, still one of the best zone blocking left tackles in in the league. But anybody who watched that Bills game knows that he was—he wasn't right. He was severely handicapped by a flu. Told us in Arizona that he lost like twelve pounds. Had the flu for like a week and a half. It wasn't COVID. It was just a plain old flu, I and mean, he couldn't—you know—he couldn't keep
0: as somebody keep the weight on it as was, somebody who had the flu a couple weeks ago. It's no joke.
1: Yeah, would you want to block those defensive ends? Uh, not feeling one hundred percent. uh Hats off to him for gutting it through that game. In fact, he didn't even go to pregame warmups that night. Because, yeah, I know. Like the Patriots just said sit in your locker and, you know, give us all you got when you did. So,
0: yeah, I think that happened against the Colts, too. He was sick against the yeah. Colts. He didn't do pregame warm-ups, and he wasn't even going to play, or maybe he would have played, but he didn't start that game, but he had to come in and
1: play later. Pregame warm-ups against the Bills, James Ferentz was was was, yeah. was the placeholder at left tackle, I mean, you know, and, you know, James has really never played outside. He's uh, more of an interior lineman. So, you know, it's it's been a lot of moving parts. Yeah. Uh, if they can, you know – I, I thought they played pretty well against the Raiders for the most part. I mean, they had Max Crosby and Chandler Jones, and, and I think Mac was sacked once or twice maybe in that game of memory serves. So, solid job. And Ramondre ran for 180 yards. So, I don't think you can blame the offensive line for for anything that ails them. So, I mean, yeah. for anything that ailed them in that game. but um, And that bodes well for this week. You know, it is another short week. The Patriots have been killed by this schedule. I
0: know. The schedule's been terrible it's the just, last, you know, what, five games?
1: Even, Awful. Even if you – Go beyond that. Like the Raiders were coming off a mini bye. Yeah. Uh, the Cardinals were coming off their bye week. Yeah. Uh, that's happened several times to the Patriots this year. So not only did they have back to back Thursday games, they had three games in 12 days. Then you think about the opponents. Uh, they're traveling to the West Coast. You think about the opponents and they're, um, you know, coming off bye weeks or mini bye weeks. Like, uneasy.
0: Yeah, I know. It's, it's, it's awful. Yeah. And and then of course, yeah, you have the, you have the weird Sunday to Saturday game, the, yeah. the, 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 the month, the Monday to Sunday, then the Sunday to Saturday, just absolutely strange. And I think, you know, it's going to say a lot about this team if they can figure out how to write this ship, which brings me to my last question. Okay this is not going to be an easy three game stretch for them to be able to potentially make the playoffs. Their season is on the line starting this weekend. Yeah. Where do you think this Patriots team ends up? And if, are there two wins on this schedule in your mind?
1: Yeah. And I think that um, I'm probably going to go obvious here, but I think they can win Saturday and I think they can win next Sunday. Um, both those games are at home. I think that that's an advantage. Obviously, the Dolphins showed me a lot on Saturday night with what they did in Buffalo to, exactly. to hang with them. But it's like um, so you
0: can't you can't just be like, oh yeah, weather game. It's yeah, like, oh I mean, they and played that's the obvious weather.
1: point, like oh those guys can't play in weather. Well, if you can if you can hang with the Bills for for three and a half to almost four quarters in Buffalo when it's snowing in the fourth quarter. Um, then then Tua's got a lot more guts than I think people give him credit for, and that whole team really. So I don't think that'll be an issue. I just think that. I think that the Patriots are, 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 are going to rally. They're going to be a home team. I don't see them winning in Buffalo. I think that's a monumental ask, unless the Bills have nothing to play for. Exactly. Um, that could set them up. That that could help them out. But, you know, I don't think this Bills organization likes this Patriots organization very much. <laughs> no. So I still think that even if they don't have a spot to play for, if they're locked in, they might play their starters anyway. So uh, and that's a tough ask against that team because um, they're
0: they, better than you.
1: Yeah, they're, they're better. They're just straight up. They're just a. It's a better roster. It's and and Josh Allen is you know, I don't know what is he one and one a best quarterback in the league right now with with Mahomes maybe
0: he's he um, is top three at lowest. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, he's just. I call him the transformer. Like he's like the you're, he's like a toy. Like he just he can yes. he can throw the ball through a brick wall, but he can also run through one too, and that's. Good gracious. How do you defend it?
0: That That's about as good of a way to describe that as you can think of. And yeah, I, I, there's a part of me that does want to see just a good old spiteful division game where it's just like, you know what? Maybe we've got the number two seed locked up or the number one seed. But you know what? We want to keep you out of the playoffs anyway because we yeah. don't like you. Like yeah. ima- Imagine that. if it come, If it comes into it where it's like they've got the number two seed and the Patriots are battling for the number seven seed. So they would play each other in the playoffs and they were just like, yeah. We'll take care of you. Yeah.
1: What if you know? What if the what if the Bills are still playing for the number one seat at that point? Yeah. The Patriots are in that uh, that mode. Like, you know, we're going to keep you out of that number one seat mm-hmm. because if we get the AC, we don't want to come back here next week. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. You know, so, oh, my goodness. Yeah.
0: Um, But I mean, I, I I have perhaps a bit of a less optimistic view, but at the same time, this this team is not as horrible. As 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 it feels right, because I feel like after that Raiders game, if everything feels kind of hopeless. It's like they're not as bad as as it seems, but we're going to find out if they're really any good. Like, I I think I think that's why I would say this this stretch right here. If you make the playoffs, not only do you deserve to make the playoffs,
1: but you might actually be better than we thought you were. Yeah, I mean, look, if if the Patriots beat the Bengals and the Packers beat the Dolphins uh, this weekend, they're both they're both eight and seven. Yeah. And now now Sunday's game, next Sunday's game, New Year's Day, takes on a whole lot more importance because if the Patriots can win that game, then it, the tiebreakers are just through the roof because they'll be one on one against each other. You
0: know. Oh my goodness, it would be absolute who, ins- who would
1: see that. Who would who would have seen that?
0: It would be absolute insanity. I can't wait for it personally. That's all we got for this one. Kyrie Thompson with first and Foxboro. Thank you so much, Jim, for joining us on the show.
1: Thanks for having me. Thank you.